Amen, amen. Praise God, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Aren't you thankful to be in His presence this morning? You could be anywhere, but you came into the presence of the Lord where anything can happen. Anything can happen. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for what I feel in this place and the goodness of the Lord. If you're a guest here today, we welcome you. We thank you for coming to worship with us. We pray, we pray that before you leave here today, you will feel the presence of the Lord and experience Him in the greatest way that you have ever experienced Him before. And we pray that you feel like you've walked into a friendly environment with friendly, loving people, um, genuine, unconditional love of people. Amen. And we pray that you'll come back again and again and just be a part of the greater faith family. Let me just reiterate about our children's revival. Um, somebody said this morning, I haven't heard much about the children's revival. I said, well, you haven't been listening. <laughs> We've been talking about it. And our kids team is working very, very um, hard on getting as many children here as possible. We have a few more of our invitation cards right here on this corner of the platform. And if some of you wouldn't mind taking them and getting those out in the next um, two or three days, that would be wonderful. We would appreciate that very much. Don't take what you won't hand out. Don't just grab the stack and throw it in your trunk. Um, we want you to invite families and children out. And then we want the, the whole church to come out and support, uh, especially on Thursday nights, our normal midweek worship night. And we want you to come out, and we want this place to be packed on Thursday night. And it's going to be all about the kids. If you've not been a part of one of our uh, VBS uh, meetings in the past, um, it's, it's always a great time. This is not a VBS. It's a children's revival. But uh, there will be some similarities. It just won't be on that large of a scale. But it'll be great. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, Nate Roberts, Roberts from North Carolina and his wife for Children's Evangelists, they are, they are coming in for this, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. And um, so hope to see all of you here for that. Also, I just want to mention briefly, um, Abby Eckridge put out an um, invitation to a Labor Day outing tomorrow. It's not an official church function. It's, it's, you know, bring your own stuff. You bring what you want to eat. You bring what you want to cook. Um, but we're going to be meeting at the park in Georgetown tomorrow. I think it's called Gary Cabin park if I get that right if you need an address to that just ask around somebody and be able to point you in the right direction and then lastly before I go to the word this morning it is so very important that you hear this announcement I'd like for all of our children to be listening closely you cannot under any circumstances go beyond 
the caution tape or the cones in the gymnasium. Uh, the lines that have been painted on the floor uh, cannot be walked on for seven days. So the gym will not be open for any kind of use at all other than just to pass through from door to door like we did this morning. Um, it will not be open for any use at all until next Sunday. And if you would help us with that, we appreciate it. That's a very expensive uh, job in there. And if you step on it and you mess it up, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be good. So as far as cost and having them come down, the company that did that is from Indianapolis. And they worked about 15 hours on Friday putting all that down. They didn't leave here until about 1115 uh, at night. And so uh, please, please, parents do not under any circumstances, please do not let your children in the event center without your supervision. And please only go in there when you're ready to head out the door. And I'll need maybe a couple of ushers to help us as soon as service adjourns to make sure that children are not rushing into the gym. It's a habit. I understand they go in there and they play and, and whatever. That cannot happen. So thank you for that, and uh, please be mindful of that. I want to turn your attention this morning to the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 10. And I'm going to read one verse of Scripture Matthew 10 and verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. And that's the Lord. Uh, you say, well, the Lord is love. He would never send anybody to hell, but he would. Fear him, rather fear him, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, that sounds negative, um, but we are going to look at the positive side of it this morning. And I want to preach to you this morning about the benefits to fear. The benefits to fear. Would you pray with me right now? Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your loving kindness and your long-suffering ways. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that we feel in this place and the peace of God that passeth all understanding that keeps our hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. But we, we are in awe of you this morning. We revere you this morning. And it is our solemn desire to fear or to fear you and to please you with everything in us, O oh God. We lift you high this morning. We thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing. Most of all, we thank you for being our Savior. And we know if we are obedient to you, that you will respond with the promises that you have made. In Jesus' name, God, help us, Lord. Give us ears to hear. This morning, everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Would you just clap your hands unto the Lord just one more time if you're thankful. Come on, aren't you thankful that we serve the living God? Some of you need to remind your face this morning you're thankful 
that we serve the living God. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. This morning and in this evening service, we, we have a 6.30 p.m. service we'd like to invite you to as well. And in both of these services, I will be preaching on the subject of fear. There is a good kind of fear and there is a, a bad kind of fear. And I think that we have experienced much of the bad kind of fear in the last year and a half. Would you agree? We'll talk more about that tonight. I don't want to get into that tonight. If you are interested in overcoming the bad kind of fear, you can do it this morning, but you can do it tonight for sure. And so don't, don't miss tonight. We are going to, to annihilate the spirit of fear in this place tonight. Fear of everything. Yeah. I felt that one. Yeah. We might get a head start on it this morning. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I just want to give you a friendly reminder of how great our God is this morning. And so there is a good kind of fear in, in the fear of the Lord. In Genesis chapter 20 and verse 11, Abraham said, Because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. They will slay me for my wife's sake. Abraham understood that where there is no fear of God, there is chaos. There's evil. And there is the wrong kind of fear. And in Exodus chapter 18 and verse 21, he said, the scripture said, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God. Men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. Promotion in the kingdom of God begins with the fear of God. And we need some people in this moment of time that fear the Lord with everything in them. I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of the vaccine. I'm not taking it, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of one world government. Because greater is he that is in us. That he that is in the Lord, he that is in the world. My fear is the fear of God. And I have the fear of God because, because I don't want to displease him. And because I understand that, that I am one heartbeat away from eternity. And the Lord is the one that decides that. He is the one that sustains all life. 
He's the one that sustains all of creation. The flick of the the pinky finger of God would cause the entire universe to implode if that's what he wanted to happen. And so I fear him. He is... He is not like man. He is, he is not fickle. He is not moody. He's not weak. He's, he's not anemic. He's not struggling. He is not surprised by my issues and my problems. He is God. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere present at the same time, not only in space but in time. He's everywhere present. And he's omnipotent. He has all power. Therefore, I fear him. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 10, the scripture said, Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words. I will make them hear my words. The cloud came down on top of Sinai. And the fear of God came upon the people of God because the earth began to quake. The mountain shook. There was fire and there was a cloud that came down upon the top of the mountain. They were down in the valley and yet they could hear the rumbling voice of God. He said, I will make them to hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth and that they may teach their children. Now, if you don't hear have any fear of God in your life, it may be because you have never truly heard the voice of God and recognized it as such. I, I have said this before. There were, there were years when I, I prayed, Lord, let me, let me hear the audible voice of God. Lord, I, I just I want to hear what the tone of your voice sounds like. And the closer I got to him, the more... I began to back off of that prayer because if you're, if you're alone in a dark sanctuary and a voice starts speaking to you audibly right in front of you, there will be some fear that comes on you. And I, I have circled back around since then. I said, okay, God, it, it may, I may tremble, I may shake, and it may feel like a moment of terror for me, but I, but I want to hear your voice. I I want to know your power. I want to understand it. This world needs a fresh baptism of the fear of God. Because if we had a real fear of God come on this world, I think the murder rate would go down. I think the crimes would diminish. I I think people would begin to turn toward the Lord. And I believe that we are coming to a moment in time where the Lord is about to reveal himself in this earth like he's never revealed himself before and the fear of God is going to come on the world. It's a different kind of fear. It's not a fear of death. It's not a fear of COVID. It's it's not a fear of getting arrested. It is an awe and reverence and being in the presence of the creator of the universe. The one who had the spoken word can say, let there be light, and there is light. We serve that God here this morning. There are are people that say that they struggle living for God. 
I, I just can't live that way. You will when the fear of God comes on you. I don't think that I can. I don't think that I can avoid temptation. I don't think that I can overcome temptation. You will when the real fear of God comes on you. There is a conviction that grips you that understands that there are worse things. There is something worse than the things in this world to fear. Amen. You haven't really seen the awesome power of God until the fear of God comes on you. I need the fear of God. Come on. I serve him because I love him. I serve him because I am thankful that he brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. I serve him because of all the benefits and the things that he has given me. But most of all, when all those things won't, won't keep me, there is something in me that says I cannot cross that line because I know that it's displeasing to God and I know sooner or later that there is a judgment that will come upon my life. Every man is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Do you believe that this morning? And so we must fear him. We must get to the place when we come into the presence of God when we live our daily lives. When our eyes open in the morning, we must say, Lord, keep me in the way that I go. Lord, don't let my feet slip. Don't let me step out of the way. Don't let me cross the boundaries. Don't let me violate the word of God. And that desire has to be in us every day. We have to get rid of this feeling that says, Oh, well, I'm human. God understands, and God will just let me. He'll just give me a pass. This is the time of grace. There will be a time when the dispensation of grace is over with. Grace is for this life, not for eternity. And so we have to get to the place where in the grace of God, we say, thank you for being patient with me, Lord, but I cannot continue in my sin because I know there is coming a day of reckoning. There's coming a, a judgment seat that I'm going to stand before God if I commit sin in my life. Can I just preach to you a little bit of conviction right now that if you got sin, why don't you get it out? If you, if you are disobedient, why don't you be obedient today? If you have been putting off living for God, why don't you make up in your mind today, I am going to Decide to live for God with everything in me. I'm not going to be lost because I fear him. And so through all of that, because we read of men like Abraham who had faith, but he also had the fear of God on him. We read of men like Jephthah and David, men who had faith, but they and they are in the hallways of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, but they also feared the Lord with everything in them. Men like Moses and men like Joshua, people like Sarah and Ruth, people that had faith, but they also feared the Lord. It's, it, is a very, it is a very fine line between the two. They are almost synonymous one with another. You cannot have total faith in God without having the fear of the Lord. And I believe if you have the fear of the Lord, you can have total faith in God. And so the scripture tells us, and there are many, I could name literally hundreds of them, but I'm only going to give you a few of them this morning. But the scripture tells us that if we fear him, that there are benefits that come with that. In Psalms chapter 115 and verse 11, he said, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. 
Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The fear of the Lord brings the help of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord brings the protection of the Lord. Can I just say something to you here for just a moment? The reason that the enemy has been trying to get people to be afraid of all of this stuff happening around the world so desperately is because you cannot fear the Lord and fear evil at the same time. And so if you don't fear the Lord and you exchange your fear of the Lord for the fear of evil, the Lord cannot protect you and the Lord will not be a shield about you. I'm preaching right now. But he said, if you'll not worry about that out there and you will just fear me, he said, I will be a shield on your life and I will protect you. Come on. The protection of God is on us. The covering of the Lord is upon us. I wish I had somebody that believed me here this morning. The Lord is going to be a shield about you. Oh, I wish you'd clap your hands and praise him this morning. Hallelujah. In Psalms chapter 103 and verse 13, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. A lot of times things are going wrong, life is coming unraveled, and we want people to pity us, and we throw ourselves a pity party. And nobody shows up for our pity party because nobody wants to hear our moaning and our groaning, and God doesn't want to hear our moaning and groaning. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it because he has pity upon his people. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He is touched with the feeling of our infirmities because he has pity on us. And so if you're sick this morning, uh, the Lord pities you, and he will come to your rescue if you will fear him. In Psalms chapter 103 and verse 17, the Bible said, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. That means it cannot be measured. The mercy of the Lord cannot be measured. But the mercy of the Lord is not for the unrighteous. The mercy of the Lord is for them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. There is a righteousness that comes to you and there is a mercy that comes to you. If you will fear the Lord every time that you make a mistake, if you will fear the Lord and repent before the Lord, if you will fall on your face before him and say, oh God, would you cover me with your mercy? Would you cover me with your blood? Would you forgive that act of sin that I just committed? Amen. The Bible said if you will fear him, his mercy cannot be measured in your life. So I'm telling you, return to the fear of the Lord this morning and the mercy of God is going to reach down where you are. And regardless of how many times you have fallen, the Lord is going to help you up today. Regardless of how many times you've been attacked, uh, the Lord is going to bless you today because his mercy on your life is from everlasting to everlasting. Well, I'm going to preach right now. I don't want to get ahead of myself tonight, but I'm going to preach to that spirit that looms over your life in this season telling you uh, it's only a matter of time that doom uh, is coming and death is coming uh, and destruction is coming. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you will fear him, uh, his mercy is from everlasting uh, to everlasting.
We serve a merciful God here this morning. Be seated, I'm hurrying. Psalms chapter 111 and verse 5. He that he hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. The Lord has made a covenant with them that fear him. You are not going to be more faithful to the covenant than God is going to be faithful. God is more faithful than we are. And he said, when there's no food on the table, I will give you meat if you will fear me. I will supply your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Verse 10 of chapter 111 said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Why do I praise him? Because I love him. But why do I praise him? Because I fear him. Love and fear and faith all are synonymous with one another. And if I fear him, the Lord is going to infuse wisdom into my life. For you hear me here today. In Proverbs 3 and 7, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It's a commandment. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. My God, we need a rambunctious, radical generation to rise up right here in this moment uh, and astound the people in this world uh, and say, I hate evil. I despise it. I'm not going to cower to it. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not buying your lies. I'm not going to live in pride and arrogance. And I'm not going to listen to the froward and mouth uh, because the fear of the Lord is within me. You can be seated. Proverbs chapter 10 and 27. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. If you want to live long, fear the Lord. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. You know how I know that everything's going to be all right with you? You know how much, you know how I know that you've got a lot longer to live? Because the fear of God is on you. When the fear of God is on you, he prolongeth the days of them that fear him. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. In Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You're not going to shake my confidence because my fear is not in the devil. It is in the Lord. And when I fear him, he prolongeth my days. I've got a strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Somebody needs to hear this preacher here this morning. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged and and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Amen. We need a baptism of the fear of the Lord. We need a baptism of a departure from evil in our world. Come on, we got to get to the place uh, where we call out to God uh, in the fear of the Lord and say, God, would you rain down uh, upon this nation uh, and would you bring people out of the evil that the enemy is pulling them into? 
Proverbs 22 and verses 4 through 6 by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life I'm going to say it again by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches don't hate me because I'm blessed because I fear him and honor and life don't hate me because I'm honored don't hate me because of the life that I live and the life that I have he said thorns and snares are in the way of the froward he that doth keep his soul shall be far from them but then he said when it comes to your children train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it if we've ever needed to put anything into our children we gotta put the fear of God in our children there's a judgment day coming and if you'll teach your children the benefits of serving him they will never leave him my God I feel him in this place right now we need to know that God is going to sustain us I wish somebody would praise him right now I wish somebody would cry out to the Lord right now he is worthy of praise oh come on praise him come on praise him I feel him. I feel him. God, let the fear of God come on this place. Let the awe and the reverence of God come on this place. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the power of the Holy Ghost overshadow us. Help us to remember the benefits of fearing you. Well, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I can keep preaching, but it's here right now. It's here right now. Don't give God a casual hand clap. But cry out to him with everything in you. Oh, come on, come on, come on. I feel the force and the power of the Most High in this place. If you're on the fence, it's time to, time to get in the church. If you're floundering around, it's time to get in the church. Come on. There's miracles coming to your life when you fear him. There are riches that are coming to your life when you fear him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Greater faith, I shouldn't tell you. I shouldn't need to tell you what to do right now. There's a move of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Yeah. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. If you need to get baptized in the only saving name of Jesus, you can do that right now. If you need to repent of your sins, uh, you can do that right now. The fear of the Lord is in this place. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Lift your voice. I'm asking you to come out of your seats. I'm asking you to come to the front of this building. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Come on, I'm asking our children to come if they can. In the name of the Lord Jesus right now, I want you to put a hand on your neighbor and I want you to pray, God, let the fear of God, let the fear of God come on them. I want you to turn to somebody that might need the Holy Ghost and I want you to begin to pray for them. 
God, let the fear of God come on this place in the name of Jesus, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God. We need a revival from the fear of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, ha. That's it, come on, God's about to pour out the Holy Ghost. Yeah, God's about to pour out the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, there it is right there. Oh, Father, I release the fear of God in this place. I release the fear of the Lord in this place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, somebody. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. The Lord is moving right now. The Lord is moving right now. We don't just need a little five-minute altar call. We need the fear of the Lord to baptize us. If you're hiding sin in this place, you need to repent. You need to repent so that the benefits of God can come on your life. Come on, come on, come on. If you've never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, I want you to begin to ask God to forgive you of every sin that you committed, everything you've ever done wrong. Would you repent this morning? Would you tell the Lord, God, if there's anything in my life that doesn't belong, come on, there's coming a day where you're going to meet Him face to face and your heart better be right. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, pray, 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 pray. I need some intercessors here this morning. I need some prayer warriors here this morning to touch God. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, intercessors, help me out. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, greater faith. This is a birthing room right now. We need God to fill some people with the Holy Ghost.